Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 3-2 again. Yeah. Strike three. Call got him looking. On the outside corner, Perkering records the 13th strikeout of the night for Phil's pitching as they shut out the Diamondbacks. A 10 to nothing route. The Phillies will head west with a two-games-to-none lead in the National League Championship Series. Final hour fist pump time on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. It's the hump day edition of Sean and RJ along with Bobby Belt. And the Philadelphia Phillies are rolling. They take a two-zip lead in the NLCS by beating Arizona 10-0. Let's talk game three and the baseball playoffs with Brett Boone, host of the Brett Boone Podcast and Odyssey Original, featuring the most notable names in baseball in all-around sports every week. Brett, who looks like the bigger freight train? The Phillies or the Rangers? <laughs> I, I don't think. Whatever these Phillies have right now, that aura, that whatever you call it, they've got it. The mojo. I mean, those those guys look. Harper looks like he's possessed. Uh, everybody's hitting home runs. The city's going crazy. But then again, on our side of the ledger, Texas Rangers, they're just methodically working through just, just seven straight in the playoffs. So they're both looking really good now. Uh, the Phillies, man. That's about. It. I, I wouldn't want to be playing the Phillies right now, but in a week from now, that could that could change because you can't keep that level of intensity playing that well that long. You, you, like in football, like a ro- a crowd can really like impact another team's the visiting team's offense you know, with the counts and everything. But in, in baseball, like does it does it have a huge impact? Like that crowd seems like it's the loudest in the sport. Well, the thing about it is, you got to quiet them. Okay, like for the Arizona Diamondbacks, you got to find a way to quiet that crowd. You come out and put a two spot on the first inning. That crowd is not going to be like that. But it seems like every night that first inning for the Phillies, something happens. You know, they have a shutdown at the top. They come to the bottom, and, and in game one, it was Harper hitting the two-run shot yesterday. Schwarber led off with a home run, so you get the crowd. Or I'm sorry, Schwarber hit one in second at bat. You, you got to get the crowd out of it. So you got to keep them from scoring early in the game. You got to put some numbers up on the board. Brett, have you ever on any of the teams that you were playing with for? Did you ever have a situation pop up like this one that the Rangers have had with Scherzer, where it's you know something where it felt like there was no way he was going to show up uh, for the rest of the year? Now it's oh he might show up, but maybe it's an inning of relief, and now it's no he's. He's starting, he may go a couple innings, or maybe he could go a certain number of pitches. Have you ever encountered anything like this in your playing career? Well, I was watching the series, the, the previous series with, with the Rangers, and, and you saw the shot that I saw. Everybody saw Scherzer in the dugout. I mean, he looks like a, a caged animal. And I said, <laughs> that guy's going to pitch. That guy's going to pitch in the next series. I had 
Bruce Bochy on the podcast a few days ago going oh. in. I said, Boach, you got Scherzer? He goes, Scherzer's gonna looks like he's gonna play, Booney. He told me he told me he's ready. Uh I didn't know you're gonna get John Gray back as well. So I I mean that's a double whammy for them in a positive sense. So I wasn't sure after game one, Scherzer wasn't pitching. They went with Montgomery, obviously a great choice. Uh, two, Evaldi backed that up, and then they announced that Scherzer was going to be game three. I wasn't expecting him to use him in, in a relief role. I think he's going to be on a pitch count. I think they're going to be really cautious of, of how many pitches. They, but, but it's Max Scherzer, and, and you see him in the heat of the moment. Uh, that's going to be a conversation between probably just him and Bruce Bochy of just how far they'll let him go, but – it sets up a lot of intrigue for for tonight's matchup. How much of that, uh, you just kind of referenced it there a little bit in terms of Bochy, how much of when you run into something like this, do you think you just trust the player? Like the player to tell I, you, I, hey, this, this is what right. it is, versus you worry that maybe the competitor is trying to lie and stay on the hill longer? Well, I think it's a really unique situation, having the likes of a Bruce Bochy that's been there, done that so for so long, and then Max Scherzer kind of is the perfect uh compliment to that you know what i'm saying i mean there's just so much experience on both sides the managerial side and the pitcher side there's going to be a lot of mutual trust there it's not like a a rookie manager and a veteran pitcher or or vice versa a veteran manager and a young pitcher that you know really does really doesn't have a track record it's two guys with impeccable track records two future hall of famers and I think that dialogue makes it a lot easier that they can really trust each other. You're going to let Bruce Bruce Bosey's going to let a Max Scherzer have a little more leash than your average guy. If Max tells him, Bruce, I'm good, uh, I know Boats, he's, he's going to trust his instincts. And is that also a thing where, like, they may give him, you know, it, his command may be down in the first inning, a little bit, little bit off of the first inning, maybe even the first two, and if he can get by it, it, it they'll let him go a little bit longer because of who he is? Without a doubt, without a doubt, he's going to have a more rope than probably 99.9% of the league because of who he is and what he's done. Uh, that being said, I'll guarantee you they have a soft, they have a soft plan going into this game. It's what do you think? All right, on paper, and you're sitting there. Once once that adrenaline hits and he's out on the field, throw that plan away. I'm telling you, if he's dealing, he's going to go as long as he can. He's going to tell Bruce when he's done. Brett Boone on the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline here on the home of the Rangers, 105 through the fan. Do you think that the Astros are shell shocked or were the champs? We're fine. We've been here before. I think the latter. You know, the one team in this, the final four that are, <clears throat> that are still playing. Uh, if anybody can be down 2 and 0 and stay poised, it's that Houston Astros team. That, that, you look at the lineups in the, with the Phillies, obviously an electric lineup. The Texas Rangers have been number one in the American League all year. But that Houston Astros lineup, top to bottom, has got as much experience as anybody. They're, they're really a next-level lineup as far as thinking the game from the mental standpoint. I, I've seen it for the last five, six, seven years. Altuve and Bregman and Brantley, they're constantly talking, making adjustments throughout the lineup, talking to the guy hitting behind them. That guy hitting behind him is talking to the guy that's hitting behind him. I, I, I think they're the most astute lineup in all the game. And the experience on top of that, Dusty Baker on top of that. If anybody's not out of this, this, uh, this playoff series being down 2-0, which is a bad spot. You know, I was reading something the other day. It's, teams that start off down 0-2, they're like 0-21 in coming back and winning the series. But if anybody can do it, 
it would be the Houston Astros. So the last thing Texas can do is is kind of get complacent right now, because this Houston is this Houston team. They're world champions for a reason. At any time, uh, they could get back. So uh, you got to keep your pedal to the metal right now. It's not going to get any easier. Obviously, Texas is in a great spot, but but you can't sleep on this Houston team. Brett, even the the biggest fan of the Texas Rangers would not have guessed they roll into the playoffs and win seven straight. Um, and, and they're doing it with a lot of different things. They're getting young guys to step up. The pitching has been better. The you know the bats are picking up. Is there anything about this Texas team though that you say like you know that that's maybe a little flukier? I don't know how long they can sustain these young players just not being rattled by October or sustain the bullpen not giving up you know big late game runs. Is there anything about the team that you say that's going to eventually come back down to earth a little bit? Well, I look at the Astros team and they're the one team they really don't have a weakness top to bottom. Bullpen's really solid. Been there, done that. The one thing about this Texas Rangers team, if they're vulnerable, they're vulnerable in that bullpen. Now, with Valde Montgomery to this point, they, they've given him uh, long enough starts. And I think Bruce has done a really good job ham and egg in that bullpen. You get to Chapman in the eighth inning, yeah, that's the question mark to me. You never know what's going to happen. It could be dominant three strikeout performance, or it could be a three spot real quick. LeClerc, I think, has really done a great job shoring up the end of that bullpen. But if they're vulnerable anywhere, it's that bullpen. And the Astros know that. So uh, they're, I'll guarantee you that Astros team sitting in there going, we got to get into that pen and get into that pen early. They're going to have an opportunity tonight because I don't know how many pitches, even though it's Max Scherzer and he's going to go as far as he can. He's not like the normal on – a, on a normal start where he can go 110 pitches. He's, he's going to be limited. So this is the one opportunity, this, this game three, for that, rain, uh, for that Houston team to get into that bullpen early. And I think if, if, if Texas is vulnerable anywhere, it's right there. But that being said, the way they finished the season – and you guys know I've been a fan of this Rangers team for a long time now. Yeah. This year I thought they were really good. I, you know, they had the dips and valleys like most teams do. But but and then they finished with the with the Seattle Mariners and, and dropped three or four. And I'm thinking, oh, man, that's not a good sign to, to lose the division on the last day of the season. But then they bounce right back, get on a plane, go to Tampa Bay and just have rattled off seven, nothing, seven straight. Uh, that's pretty darn impressive. I and mean, that and that shows the state they're in and, and, the, and uh, just what they're feeling right now. When you win seven in a row, no matter how good the team I've been on or how decent teams on you in seven in a row you're starting to feel like we can beat anybody on any given night brett how has houston done this on the road throughout their run they're they're really they're not a great home team this year uh they've been really good on the road this year but even in the playoffs in the last few years and they sweep washington on the road when they were down 2-0 they took two or three for philly on the road last year they swept new york on the road last year in the playoffs what is it about them on the road just experience they, they've been to the postseason so many times. I think they've won six or seven uh, of their division. And, and that it's just – it's about uh, that roster. It's about the individuals. And, and they know, especially now, I, you know, they obviously you want to at least be one and one at this position. But they know, once again, Houston, that's why Houston's so unique. And once again, they go on the road and they know, you know, from a mental standpoint. The Texas Rangers know that the Astros are really good on the road. Not only do the Astros know, but the Rangers know. So it, it's kind of a mental thing that you develop over the, se- the years. And I used to love uh, 
going into hostile territory. I loved going into a Philly when that crowd was just rabid. I mean, that that's why you play this game to be in those big moments, to be in those exciting crowds and, and uh, to try to shut those crowds up. Because when you silence a crowd on the road, like a Philly, I, I, I know we're talking the American League now, but like a Philly, when you have the ability to quiet a crowd right that, like that, it's really empowering. And I think Houston's going to take on the challenge. They're not sweating right now. They know they play really good on the road, and, and they're looking forward to the challenge. You just had on Boach. Of course, you got the Brett Boone podcast. You talk with everyone around the sport. Do you still feel this Astros hatred from people within the sport? Well, I do, but I don't think it's an educated opinion. You know, I have a different take on that whole Astros scandal. Okay. Uh, And it's not that it's, you know, I'm not in the majority. I I just know this. As a player, when you're on the ground, as a current 26-man on that roster, you know things that nobody else knows. And the one thing I, I know throughout my playing career is that if one team's doing something, they're not by themselves. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So this Astros thing, everybody's you know slinging arrows because they got caught, because they won. But I'll guarantee if one team's doing it, it's pretty much league, league-wide. Just the other teams aren't saying anything about it. All right, uh, Christian Javier, let's get set for him. Uh, he's basically what's standing in the way between this and a 3-0 lead. Uh, in this series, but he's been really, really good in the postseason. His last 16 innings as a starter, just two hits, no runs. Is is he on that sort of like? Is he treading sort of that like sort of like that uh, that playoff dominant type starter? He is. He's been on his last outing in seven innings, no runs. Uh, and Valdez has been the guy, you know, in the past few years. That's really been that guy you don't want to face. I I heard an interesting point made by Smoltz on the on the broadcast, and he said. Uh, I'm sorry, we're talking about Valdez now. Um, Javier, I'll get to in a second. I think the Valdez thing and the problems he's had, and and it makes perfect sense to me, he's that sinker ball, sinker ball, sinker ball pitcher with an occasional cutter. Now he's been 50-50 split on the cutter and the sinker. He's gotten away from his bread and butter. So I think that's why Valdez has been having a problem. But Javier's really stepped it up in the absence of the Valdez dominance. And then, of course, you've got, you've got Verlander at the top of the ticket, who's, who's been great. His last time he gave up two runs, that was his worst outing as probably his last four appearances. So uh, I'm looking for a big, a big game out of Javier tonight. I think he's feeling about as good as you can feel. He, he, he doesn't remember the last time he gave up a run. Now you're normally you know, suffering on the beach, looking at the water <laughs> when you wake up with us. <laughs> But now I'm hearing you're in the woods. What are you? What are you doing in the woods today? I'm in. I'm in the woods. I got my dad with me, my son, and and a couple of really good friends over over the last twenty twenty five years. And uh, yeah, we're hunting. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. hunting season. We're going home tonight, but we've been here uh, five days now. We're having a good wow. time, and uh, we're out. We're out spotting right now. Everybody's listening to to me in this car. We, we got to keep we got to keep it close. We don't want the animals to hear hear this interview. <laughs> now this is for this is for deer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I never. It's a little too gamey for me. You don't like deer meat? No. Medicine? Oh man. Yeah, okay. You got to You got to know how to cook it. You how? How, how do you do it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the private chef's not we in the car buddy, with you. But we got a, we got a buddy of ours, Jared. He. uh He's our guide. He's the pro up here, and he knows how to cook that meat. He doesn't give us any of the secrets, though. Hell yeah. But I'll tell you, if you get somebody that knows how to cook it, 
it's tremendous. But I understand the gamey. If me or you probably put it on the grill, it would be gamey. But you get a pro doing it, well, it's really, really good. Well, not me, Brad. I, I am a he's, pro. He's, he's a <laughs> barbecue uh, guy. Yeah. Uh, hey, man, enjoy the time with the family. Thank you so much for making the time for us. And enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk next week. You got it, guys. Thanks.